to another bonus episode of the Criterion Cult Film Podcast. I am one of your hosts and cult leaders, Jordan Garcia. With me, I have... Armando Arvizu here. And uh, what do we usually do here on the Criterion Cult Film Podcast, Jordan? Well, usually what we like to do is we like to talk about a film that is in the Criterion Collection. Then one of us, the hosts, cult leaders, brings a film that we believe belongs in the collection. We talk about it. We argue about it. Uh, but that's not this case. This is a bonus episode, and in bonus episodes, we just talk about films that we either recently seen or films that we were recently asked to see or, or, or were able to get the opportunity to see early. Uh, in this case, Kino Lorber uh, gave us the opportunity to see this particular film. The uh, fine people at Kino Lorber. Yeah, and like they, we were able to do a hit the road uh, episode f- um, because of them as well. Yeah. Uh, they sent us a, a screener of that. So thank you for this, and this is a documentary. Uh, this is a uh, film, The Living Record of Our Memory. Mm. Uh, so this is directed by Ines Taharia Tehran. Um, and that's, uh, it's essentially a 2021 film, but I believe that it's barely getting kind of its uh, its release. You know what I mean? Oh, okay, yeah. Like, I think it's barely getting distributed through Kino Lorber and some other stuff. Uh, the synopsis on this, uh, and again, it's a documentary. Why are we still able to watch moving images captured over 125 years ago? That's a question that they beg to ask you. As we move even, no, as we move ever further into the digital age, our audiovisual heritage seems to be taken increasingly for granted. However, much of our filmed history and cinema has already been lost forever. It's true. Film archivists, curators, technicians, and filmmakers from around the world explain what film preservation is and why it is needed. Our protagonists are custodians of film whose work behind the scenes safeguards the survival of motion pictures. It is a task they undertake based on their closely held belief in the artistic and cultural value of the moving image, in tune with the shared passion that a film might one day transform someone's life. This documentary is a homage, homage to them all, and shed some light on their critical undertaking. And it most certainly does, doesn't it, Jordan? It, it absolutely does. It does. And so just to let you guys know, this was, uh, it's opening in Los Angeles, May 8th and 9th, uh, St. Louis, uh, May 11th and the 14th, Cleveland, May 21st, San Francisco, May 20th. It's probably going to be mostly kind of in smaller theaters. Don't worry, because May 16th, you'll be able to purchase it or rent it on all major digital platforms, Apple oh. TV, Amazon, Voodoo, all that stuff. Okay, great. Wow. So, and also, it's a Kino Lorber uh, thing, so you'll probably be able to get it. Um, They'll probably do a physical release on it, right? Well, but also, like, a, you know, a lot of Kino Lorber stuff comes out on Canopy and uh, things like that, if you're able mm. to get Canopy. Uh, you can watch it for free. Through your local library. Yeah, exactly. So, film, the living record of our memory. Mondo, uh, a documentary about the preservation of film, and which is sort of fitting. We're the Criterion yes. Cult, and that's sort of what we're about. Not only are that's why we bring the films that we talk about to the collection. Yeah. Because we want them to be preserved. shed light on, yeah, and to shed, shed light, light on yes. them. And, yeah, for, uh, you know, future generations to see them. Exactly. Because you know. we believe that they should be preserved. Yes. And that they should there should be some way that, that, that we get those films that are, are not either they have been widely seen or not. doesn't matter. Yeah. It's just a matter of preserving them. Yes. Because watching this film, you kind of realize how not easy that is. How uh, for granted we've been taking 
a lot of this stuff. Yes. Uh, I'm glad you bring that up, actually, because obviously this has to be kept up. It's not just like, oh, yeah. they just mm-hmm. restore it. And like, but it has to be like it's a constant, physically yeah. like, you know, kept up like kind of like cleaned and stuff. And and obviously physical media is like part of it. But also as technology grows, it like, you know, things change. So they have to like transfer it to new technologies like you know streaming services now is like the big thing too right because i mean and so a lot as of the much as technology love, like, they use to clean it up they have to change that too yeah and that that changes but yeah having a physical copy is great too but also that that like deteriorates over time as well you know like obviously dvd vhs blu-ray you know like you get disc rot after like you know for having it for so many years yeah or like playing it so many times yeah, different you know things. like yeah. things, things just get wear and tear on it and how much money and like time goes into all these things because a lot of these things are just you know like we're just tossed away because the studios didn't care about like oh we we had the theatrical run and uh, now we don't care about it you'll see the next yes. whatever film john right. ford film like you know right like they were just like oh yeah like um you you didn't see that fred astaire film well you'll see another one yeah we'll make another yeah. one it'll Which be fine was like, their you know their their logic back then yeah because there there was no at the time there was no way to just <clears throat> like they had made the film reel they showed that displayed that in theaters or the 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 cinema yeah the moving pictures the cinematech the cinemateca to these people and then after that once it did it run uh, the studios had no reason to keep it because there wasn't vhs video there wasn't like anything yeah they weren't showing it on tv no there wasn't yeah there wasn't anything like that that, especially back in the and in that time yeah so they were just like we'll just throw this shit away we don't need anymore we're gonna make like a bunch more anyway Mm -hmm. you know why wouldn't they which i think is sort of they didn't see the vision of like it being preserved for art or whatever but that's also kind of crazy which is sort of like the way that everything's viewed now in terms of like content or it's just like disposable yeah just throw it away we don't need it we're gonna make a bunch of more anyway someone else is gonna make a yeah new burger big mac mcdonald's pack thing whatever or someone else is gonna make some uh you know tiktok that you're gonna be into for like a week yeah you know what i mean it's just like stuff like that but those were actually that that was actual art that we should have preserved and yeah. saved because you know what I mean that you know a lot of you know they mentioned how oh China's pre- ser- preserving those TikToks for well, they, sure <laughs> well, yeah exactly <laughs> they're they're keeping all that information about us and none of that is good history all those TikToks all that shit they, all that's available and saved. remember people Taco Bell had fries once yeah. they still do <laughs> and that's like not good history that's just like nothing. And, like, all the stuff that, like, you know, they were talking about how I think it's, like, 90% of, like, silent films are, like, gone. Yeah, it was, like, like 80, forever. like, 90. Yeah, like, 80-something. Yeah, like like, yeah. yeah, yeah, like, A crazy 80%. amount, yeah, just lost. Yeah, they're because, just, like, gone. Yeah. Because, also, film is so flammable. And, in like, and they obviously didn't preserve it well. Yes. And stuff like that, so. That's also another problem that they mentioned in that. And, and that, that a lot of people probably don't understand either, is that mm-hmm. you can't just film, you can't just get a canister of film and just put it in, in a, in a, a box somewhere yeah like it, it certain temperatures are required it's like certain type of uh uh conditions are required to keep these yeah. films alive and like you know they show like all the different types of films that were um so uh, one thing that i really enjoyed about this documentary is that at first i thought uh well not, not i didn't really think that but I, i'm glad that they didn't focus on like mostly american films because we kind of were able to preserve a lot of those like a lot of the the films obviously a lot of them are lost 
but it goes into the idea that most films from like Mexico and like Africa yeah they go globally like they they're they're literally like oh they're like they had nowhere to store them because of their temperatures you know what I'm saying like yeah. different things like different climate like uh, situations just different things that were like kind of crazy like their government was just or you know certain places that were taken over by the nazis where they just stole their films yeah that was like know? that was like a big thing too in world war ii where they stole yeah. like the nazis stole a lot of art yes. like paintings and yeah, stuff. yeah yeah obviously film was part of that and thank too. god we had the monuments man yeah. to go in there and get them george clooney <laughs> yeah. and matt damon and bill murray uh yeah. george clooney directed that didn't he i think so right thank god they didn't interview him for this yeah. um but but so they don't really interview too many big name directors yeah. Um, in terms of like, I mean, there's obviously people that you'll, you you would recognize if you watch film like uh, Vim Vendors and like uh, Costa Gravas, I believe is how you, uh, you pronounce his name. Mm-hmm. And um, Ridley Scott. Uh, yes, Ridley Scott. Ken Loach, right? Mm-hmm. Was was his name? Yeah. Um, it, it is most, I mean, most filmmakers, I mean, you know, there is like, they do mention Martin Scorsese, which I believe um, w- the World Cinema Project, which is part of the Criterion Collection, is yeah. his thing. Where he's like literally trying to find films that you know nobody was really talking about and preserve them through that, like yeah. literally put them out on Blu-ray, 4K, whatever, whatever the case may be. And so I think you know this documentary. I don't know if if it's for everyone necessarily. I think if you're, but but honestly, now that I'm thinking about it, it sort of is because they do go into that whole idea of like and just recently like. You know, my grandma passed away and we've been going through like old my grandma's like our grandpa's like old home videos. And they kind of go in that like idea of that. Oh, like, yeah. They talk. They touch on that, too. How, yeah, how important like, that was. Cause, right. Like, you know, personal. you see it from like uh, the people's perspective. You know, exactly. it wasn't just film and like like a lot of crazy things where they would show like World War One. Like, right. Like, or just like vacations of their people or places yeah. at a certain time where we don't have video of those places at that yeah, time. Just maybe, like or whatever. different kind of archival things. Yeah, yeah where we exactly. Don't, just don't have. The re- we didn't have the resources or like, you know, think ahead to like, you know, what what does this really matter? And that's, you know, that's that's one of the things that the documentary like uh, like talks about a lot is what all this matters to, you know, world right. history and like yeah, to be yeah, yeah. to be better and learn from the past and like, you know, keep things going and like, you know, not just let things fall to the wayside because right you know, and, and also show like different ways of life at different yeah. times which is like a good thing yeah different cultures in different, terms of like, like yeah. you know yeah watching like my grandpa's like old movies it's like crazy to see you know that that time and just yeah. like just even to think that there was that tech technology at that time yeah you know what i'm saying that he was able to film these things and there's no sound really because mm-hmm. you know you have to do like a whole soundtrack and it's a whole like separate thing with those old like film cameras yeah but he so he just got picture but you know we used to watch them like on this projector thing that he had and it was just like crazy because it was like they they really do always feel like you know you had people back then they were like amateurs with those things Mm -hmm. but they really were like good documentarians because it felt it was like raw and they were really capturing stuff and sometimes you know my grandpa would just like hold on my grandma just like standing for like a minute and it just felt very cinematic yeah. Even though it's just him not, he's probably, he probably I, wasn't even paying attention to what he was yeah, doing. Yeah, I think you know that's I mean? just like the the thing about analog and like, you know, like that physical the film, like that's like everything, uh-huh. like the preservation, it that just gives it true. like a, like, like a certain like a a feeling pre- and well, like, like, you know, very, like, like a, a presence, like you're yeah. there, like it just feels like, like you can, like it's there, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like most digital stuff. And, and again, there's nothing wrong with that, but a lot of digital films, a lot of digital things, they feel very like, that's not 
that's it's like very on a static computer. and impersonal, yeah. impersonable, and it just feels so like a little detached. And film just feels like something you can like it just you know something more uh, tangible. And you know you just like maybe even at the time like it didn't feel like anything. Like they probably watched that back like right away, like when they got it developed, and it was like, oh, why'd you hold the camera on me so long? Right. But for exactly, you guys, it's exactly. like totally, it's a totally different experience. And yes. maybe something your grandpa did see that felt you know right and right you know, yeah exactly. Like, and I think that's what another thing that film has that it carries with it. Like it just carries like this nostalgic feeling and like, uh, you know, mood for everyone. Like, you know, like you really feel like you're there. Like you said, you know, like even though it is kind of like it, it's not exactly how things looked, but it it's it's all there. Like the the feelings are there. I, guess. I will say that's like one of the yeah. things that they like mention about film, too. I think a lot in the documentaries that it just feels like memories but like these real like these really weird fragmented memories yeah they're not like full-on memories but they're like you know what i mean but like it sparks like something these... in your brain that it makes yes. you get all these feelings from it you know yeah exactly and so again i you know it's hard to like be like oh like everyone should like go see this yeah. but i think you know if you're interested in that idea of like you know why film should be preserved why do we why we need those things because like they even go into the idea of you know it's streaming and all that where it's just like, yeah, like now we just have to save shit on the cloud and like things like that. There and that's is another no... thing that has to be backed up and like preserved yeah. because like, you know, data can get corrupted. And yeah, so they have to like keep changing it over like, you know, so it stays, you know, new and, and obviously change over to new technology, like new whatever, like whatever the future might hold. You know, like I don't I can't predict that, obviously, but, you know, and obviously yeah, they but, couldn't predict it either. You know? and, and, you know, and this, you know, because a lot of people might be like, oh, like. I don't know who cares, whatever. I, I, you know, I've got all the streaming service. I'll just watch whatever. Like, I don't care, but it's just like, but this also goes for like all art and any type, like this goes for music, especially, you know what I mean? Yeah. That where that feels a lot more disposable. Yeah. Like where it's just like, there's a lot of music that you and I grew up with and we could, that we listen to that because the labels don't really care about that specific band we can't hear them on streaming or because there's some rights issues or whatever. And we have to like literally find either the record or the CD in order to listen to it. Yeah. And then, and now it's gone forever. Like, you know, there's bands that I could talk about now that I really wish that I could find them on Spotify or streaming anywhere, Mm. but they're not because there's, yeah, they just don't exist anymore. Yeah, Because one way or another, they're not on it. Right. Because the company either that was put them out is just done. You know what I mean? And that, that's another thing where it just talked about like how most, countries their government is like responsible for that and in america it took so long for them to be like i guess we got to preserve art yeah you know like they didn't give a shit yeah it wasn't the studios it was like people like i guess who just love film and thought that this Mm -hmm. should be preserved you know that's how it started yeah especially well at least in america you know yeah and everywhere else it was mostly i mean it kind of followed through with that but mostly it was because they were like government like appointed things and because but but it also makes sense because in other places it was like sparse like they were like literally losing all their film yeah like losing all their archives losing everything yeah you know just what I mean? to like uh, natural disasters or weather yeah, or just whatever like weather it just store just improper yeah. storage whatever the yeah. case may be just and also especially just the nazis the nazis just ruined everything <laughs> they're just taking everything dude. Yeah. like seriously <laughs> anytime you watch a documentary about it, doesn't matter what it is something traces back to the nazis the nazis were there ruining yeah. it you know yeah, marching so, on in and ruining it. Yeah, exactly. So enough with you guys. We're done yeah. with it. Just give it up. We don't like yeah. you anymore. <laughs> yeah, and another thing about this documentary too is, uh, 
I don't know. It just like reinvigorates your like, like it really gets me excited about film still, you know, like it still makes me like, Oh yeah, I want to see it. I want to see like these old, like I, I should really go back and watch a lot of older movies, you know? And yeah, and it, it just makes me like, Oh, maybe I won't be able to see him, you know? What, what like, it, you know, it gets you it also, like you said, it gets me excited for those other, for all those, the foreign uh, the, films, the, right? the, well foreign films but also like boutique labels even yeah. like wanting to discover even more stuff like because i know that they're doing us like a great service yeah exactly. and like finding these films restoring them making them as good as they possibly can be yeah. for us whether it's sound wise picture wise and like literally giving us a chance to own them mm-hmm. and like you know in the in in this documentary they talk about you know restoring films that they never thought they'd ever be able to see again yeah and that's like amazing and so it is like, yeah, it does give you like that spark to be like, oh, I want to discover these things that they're talking about. Like these films that like, you know, these people in the documentary are like, thank God we were able to find this yeah. and restore this and put this out. And it's like, well, damn, I, I should probably watch that. Yeah. You know what what I mean? was that one movie? It was called The Unknown. Oh, yeah. And it, they yeah. thought it was completely lost, but it was yeah. just, you know, they didn't realize that was the title of the film. So right. it was just so, like with a bunch of unknown right, marked because, films. Yes, because a lot of the films where they didn't know what they were, they just titled them unknown. Yeah. <laughs> and so that film was called The Unknown and it just got put was there. It? Was it Lon Chaney? Lon Chaney. Or? Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. See, yeah. and stuff like that is interesting too because I imagine there's like so much stuff like yeah. that, like from back in the day that just is lost in there. And again, you know, you know, it's hard to see everything, but it would be nice to kind of like go through a bunch of those stuff. It was, it was cool to see that they had those like film festivals too, mm-hmm. where they would just, you know, museums and stuff would just play those old films that people who like were talking were claiming that they've been in film their whole lives and they've seen every film that ever oh, was. Yeah, yeah. We're just like, I've never seen these films before. Yeah, I'm not you gonna go, I mean? but you yeah, going and it was like, oh, these are like masterpieces. Then right. it's like they somehow all are masterpieces. You know, like well, you know, you know, sometimes you gotta like yeah, take that little, with a grain you know, of salt. Yeah, but you have to understand that. But like, I'm sure he saw some things that like sure. were just like you know amazing. You know, and just like. Something yeah. you never see. It's also because they're very much like, you know, a lot of them are like nerds about like things that are going on with they're like cinephiles. They... Well, I'm saying like the way that things are done and they're just like, oh, look at that editing. Look at yeah. that thing. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, I mean, I think we look at stuff like that, but not like so like meticulous yeah. and nerdy, you know? Yeah. yeah and just uh, also how, like how like they to bring color to like certain things, they would dye the film or actually paint like obviously every every still and you know, in the in the in the picture, like you know, to get to bring color, they showed that in a lot of uh, George Melies stuff. Yeah, yeah, that's um, I mean, that's madness. Imagine yeah. trying to do that now. Yeah, like, very that's, tedious. That's but, crazy. I mean, now we have the tools where we can do it a lot easier. But you know, back then they didn't. You know, so it's just, I mean, it's just kind of like animation, pretty much. Like, oh yeah, doing, like still by still, where you have to anim- like you know, just drawing each freaking movement. You know. I'll tell you this. We need to preserve film. We need to preserve all those movies. But we also need to preserve podcasts. And uh, we need to preserve this podcast. Yeah, and save us. Uh, make sure you guys are saving all our episodes, downloading them. Put, yeah. a, put get, Take up the data on your phone with yeah. us, with our voices. That reminds me. I should put our stuff on a new hard drive. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, so you want to do final thoughts yeah, on film? Yeah, Yes. The the film, the, the... The film that heard around the world. The film. The living that, record of our memory. Yes. Yeah, I mean, I thought it was a great documentary. I was really, in, I wasn't really sure what I was uh, walking into, but very happy that I saw it. And like I said, it like you know, kind of reignites your like love for film, or just reminds you of your love for film. That you know, you just want to see everything, and you know, like 
and it doesn't matter and it i mean you could probably learn something like you know if you wrote something off but that's i think that's one of the things the documentary kind of like you know like you can't just write off film and which they did like obviously in the beginning because it was just like you know it was a new thing it was like oh where's this gonna go like you know people are just doing like you know or like oh they'll make another one but obviously film captures like moments and feelings and all this stuff like so it's not gonna always translate in the next film you know because they're not trying to make the exact same thing yeah exactly Mm -hmm. and that's that's like another like argument for physical media and like restoring film and keeping that shit because you're gonna want to watch certain things over and over again yeah and And it's not always going to be on a streaming service exactly it's not always going to be available to you last thoughts about this thank you kino lover for letting us uh get a sneak peek at this especially because i feel like that's what the criterion cold is all about we're all about trying to keep like whether it's spreading the word about films you haven't seen or trying to just make you aware of a film so that it does get preserved mm-hmm. so that it does get like that doesn't kept get up. forgotten you know? yeah it doesn't get forgotten because you know there's a lot of films that unfortunately like you know and, and this documentary talks about that where you know studios they just you know they just didn't want to take the time to whether it's color correct things or do things right for it they just left it yeah. in the wings and so like there's certain people and to see that too like to see like all around the world that there's people who care so much about this shit that they're just like oh yeah like i don't know i'm just gonna get together with other people and sit there and meticulously go through like pieces of film and try to see which one i could save yeah and like try to see what frames i could like save and see if i could like put together this this old movie that maybe no one's ever gonna watch maybe some film festival will show it but i'm saving it you know what I mean? Like in an archive. And that to me is very inspiring. It makes me even want to, you know, try to find a job doing that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I, I have no experience in doing anything, but I would love to try. Except um, podcasting. Yeah. Yeah. So Kino Lorber, if you know any, if you know a guy, uh, you know. We need jobs. Yeah. Hit him up. Let him know that I'm down to just, I'm down to splice some film up. See what's up. I'm down to clean something with a Q-tip, whatever you need me to do. Yeah. Uh, whether it's film a body part i'll just splice it slice it and clean it give me a couple bucks bro yeah and i'm there so kino lober thank you so much again for letting us uh uh check this out early again you guys uh if you're interested in this you know i would definitely suggest uh may 16th it's going to be out to rent on apple tv amazon voodoo google play kino now if you have the kino now uh kino lober kind of like a app thing um i would definitely suggest checking it out uh because it it, again even if you know kind of about this situation and a lot of people do know that that's it's a dire situation that's happening but even if you do i would say check this out because it's kind of crazy to see the effort the global effort that's going into this and uh you know what i mean like there's just so much there's only uh, so much Martin Scorsese can do. Exactly. We need more help. That's literally preserving these films. That's literally what they say. They're yeah. like, it's not his job. Yeah. He should be able to just go direct films. Make films. There yes. should be other people doing this. Yeah. And they're absolutely right. Christopher Nolan, all of them, they shouldn't be like, hey, we're lobbying for you to preserve film. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that should just be a thing that, like, studios and big companies, they should just be already putting money into that. Like dumping money into that. I'm looking at you, Elon Musk. I'm looking at everybody. I'm looking at Bob Iger, Disney people. You know, because they have a little section about how Pixar helped out. Um, what is it, Ken Loach? 
Yeah, uh, one, a director. Yeah, yeah. Who needed, for, he needed um, uh, this a certain spe- tape so he could mark up the yes. the film and match up like the the sound with it. Yes, and so uh, they didn't have it. The only people that did was Pixar, and so they helped him out. Of course, but, that fat mouse had it. Of of course, yeah. Mickey Mouse, Ma- yeah. Mickey Mouse had it under his teeth. It's, yeah. it's disgusting. Dangling in front of like uh, yeah yeah he had it in Goofy's house in the Toontown <laughs> and so they they let they let him ha- they let him borrow it you know what I mean and so it's just like we need people like them who have the money and the resources to fund it don't just give yourself like a cool like headline where you're just like oh yeah we let Ken Loach borrow this for this one movie that yeah. no one's gonna see <laughs> yeah and not say anything about but you know what I'm saying like yeah, uh, yeah you. you know what I mean you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to make it seem like, oh, look at us, we did this, but it's like, yeah, you know how many filmmakers probably need that yeah. and are struggling to find that, but we need actual people with money who don't care about a headline. They just want to give you all their equipment and funds and everything to help you make a movie. And Pixar, you're not willing to do that. Yeah, that's right. I'm calling you out. We love film. We love film. We, we really love, enjoyed film. We did. The loving record of our memory. And we really love Kino Lorber for letting us check these films out. Yes. You guys support them. Uh, Kino Cult is actually, I think, one of the, like their streaming or like their subscription things. Check it out. Check out everything from Kino. You can follow me at Young Jane Fonda on Instagram if you like. Jordan Garcia on Letterboxd. At Criterion Cult Pod. At Criterion Cult. That's on Instagram. That's on Twitter. We're big enough now. We're on yeah. Spotify. We're on iHeartRadio. Wherever where you where podcast podcast. Wherever where where podcasts can be seen, felt, yeah. or licked. We're the Mondo. new MTV News. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Kurt Loader, Mondo. Where can we find you? <laughs> you can find me and Tabula Sorin at Save Underscore Mondo. Hell yeah! Thank you guys for listening. Join the cult. Peace.